everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Therapy. This is me, Rosemary Burns, and this is my podcast, Let's Talk Therapy. Well, it's been a minute since I've been able to record, um, so I hope you'll forgive me for that, but let me just tell you a little bit about what has been going on and why I haven't had the opportunity to um, to get on and record. Um, it, and really what it boils down to is it just has not been a priority in my life right now. And let me tell you more about why. Um, so I'm going to title this episode when it happens to you, um, because I think that is a, a very appropriate way, um, uh, or very appropriate title for this one. Um, so let, let me tell you what's been going on. Um, so we started school this, this semester, this year, um, you know, back in August and my daughter who I've mentioned before, um, she is in high school and she has started her junior year and she has been struggling in school and she struggled a little bit last year, but not, not nearly as bad as what is going on this year. And, and I don't know, here we come down to what, what could possibly be going on to kind of send her over the edge in terms of symptom severity. Um, so we're noticing, we were noticing that, um, you know, at the end of the first nine weeks of school, um, she was failing her core courses, like English and history and I I don't know that she actually failed math but wasn't doing great in math and chemistry and so of course that sends a huge alarm off in my head and I'm like okay we need to see what's going on here um and so the the past I guess month maybe um has been trying to figure out how to get her help at at school and this is this is the funny thing it well I don't mean funny haha but um the interesting thing or ironic thing maybe is I've been doing like psych testing for ADHD for 20 years um and you know it's kind of like the whole the whole um that was funny. I'm, I'm recording at home and my husband just <laughs> popped in the door to close the door. Um, so uh, fun, fun times to, to recording. Um, I just thought I'd share that just cause it's life. It's life. And you know, just like zoom meetings when you have animals that, that crash your meeting. He, he almost crashed my podcast recording. Uh, so anyhow, um, yeah, TJ, keep that in. Um, so anyhow, back to where I was. Um, So when it happens to you, so I know that she has had symptoms probably her whole life, Um, even from in kindergarten. I mean, and really it started out with um, drawing all over papers, like just doodles. She just loves to draw. She's a very talented artist, very talented artist. Um, But, you know, that's what she would do. But it never here, here's what I'm talking about. Clinically significant. Her symptoms have never been clinically significant. Um, and what do I mean by that? Clinically significant means they have to cause enough problems in her day to day, um, to cause a problem in her day to day. It has to be severe enough to interfere with, um, what would be considered normal functioning. 
and it never has before. So she doodled on her papers. The worst, this is elementary school, she doodled on her papers. The worst was that the teachers would tell her, um, here, like, draw on scrap paper, not on your work. <laughs> and that's kind of all it was because she was never dis- disruptive in class. She, she had good behavior, never disruptive in class. Um, so she's kind of the, the daydreamer. She's kind of the, the doodler. That's what, that's what she would do. So that went on. And of course her academics, her grades were fine. So of course nobody was worried about anything. And, and I don't say, say that as like, oh, the teachers were bad. She had wonderful teachers, especially in elementary school. I mean, fantastic teachers. Um, so I'm not saying anything bad about, about teachers. Um, but like, like I said, again, never, um, it never caused a problem. So then when we went into middle school, um, you know, things change. Kids are changing classes more. There's, there's more responsibilities and all that kind of stuff. And again, there really was no indication. Uh, she still drew, (laughs) um, she wasn't drawing on her papers. She, she, I guess learned by then that I'm going to have scrap paper in my backpack. And if I have extra time, extra quote unquote extra time in my class then I'm going to draw which again teachers love every time I had parent teacher conferences the teachers were were always so positive about her and always said she's such a joy to have in class she's so well behaved she's so respectful (laughs) which she is um and so um again nobody you know and again her grades were fine um so no again not clinically significant Um, and so go on through, let's see, that would be middle school. Then we went to junior high, um, maybe a little bit of problems with English. Um, but again, her grades were fine. So maybe it was, she needs to redo this assignment or take more time on this assignment, or she forgot to turn in an assignment, something like that. And it was, it was usually just in one class, um, English and, you know, and I also say um, this too, when she was in junior high, she had like her favorite math teacher, um, just love, loved her. And I do think that made a, a big difference because typically if you have ADHD, um, the difficult classes are, are math and English. Um, there could be other ones, but typically math and English are where, because you have to concentrate, you have to manipulate figures and stuff in your brain and all that kind of stuff. So they tend to be a challenge for kids um, with ADHD. So, but things can mitigate that. So she had a, um, in her, her her mind, she had a fantastic math teacher and loved her, still loved her, still loves her. She's like, I wish I could have, you know, Miss So-and-so for math again. Um, but alas, she cannot. Um, and she did, she did great in that class. Um, so again, not clinically significant, um, because she was always able to pull pull herself and still get good grades. Um, so that was what junior high. Then we get to high school and of course high school gets totally derailed the first year because of COVID. So let's see COVID she would have been ninth grade I think. So ninth grade is when sc- schools shut down like after spring break um, and nobody knew what they were doing. And so big disruption. So ninth grade is kind of a wash. I mean, still did fine. You know, I, I 
did fine academically grade wise. Um, but how do you, you know, there's really nothing to compare that to because it's such a, such a novel, such a weird life experience. Last year, um, was hybrid. So my daughter actually went to school, but then like half the student population did not go to school. They did virtual. Um, so that's different too. Um, so, so, but that's where we first started seeing some some symptoms um, of having difficulty turning in assignments, um, and that's really the the biggest thing was not turning in, even if it was completed, not turning in assignments, and then it started hurting your grades towards the end of last year. Um, I guess the first semester was fine, um, so then my cat just my husband just let the cat in into the room. <laughs> So if you hear a kitty meowing, it's because now the cat has come to um, to interrupt the podcast. Um, anyhow, back on track. So she um, maybe had a little bit of problems last year. So um, interestingly enough, this first nine weeks, I was like, all right, daughter, you are 16 years old, you're junior you're starting to get ready for college or, or, you know, making preparatory steps to get ready for college. Um, And so I'm like, okay, well, guess what? You need to pay, uh, not pay attention. um, Well, sort of, you need to take responsibility for your own stuff. I'm not going to keep telling you what you need to do. Maybe that was a bad, bad decision on my part. Um, But with good intentions of, Hey, you need to learn responsibility. I'm not going to be here with you when you go to college to make sure you keep up with all your assignments. Well, maybe that had something to do with why she did so poorly. I don't know. That's, it's possible. Um, don't know if that's necessarily true. Don't know if it has something to do with this year. All of students are back on campus and classes are bigger or, you know, more people in them. I have, I don't know. I just know that this was when it finally became significant. You know, she, in her whole academic career, she never has struggled with really failing anything. And so I was like, okay, it's now it's time, um, time to act. And so we decided to get her tested for ADHD, um, or well, just a psychological evaluation. Um, I figured ADHD, um, but, you know, you never know. It could have, maybe it was something else. Didn't turn out to be that way. Um, but, yeah. And so, it's very interesting the the when it happens to you. Because even though I've done this for 20 years, even though I know the, the correct steps to take, which is, is I would say, very helpful. Because I can't, I can imagine, I've worked with parents um, that, like, they don't have a clue, why would they, um, a clue of the steps to take to get the necessary help that a kiddo might need in the classroom. Um, Thankfully, like I said, thankfully I do. So as soon as she was set up to be tested, I contacted all of her teachers, I contacted the school um, just to let them know what was going on. So I contacted her, her court teachers and said, Hey, this is what's going on with my daughter. We're having her assessed for ADHD, um, on this date. And I just wanted to let you know that. And so got that in place. Um, 
then finally, you know, w- was able to get her tested and have the report and the results back and sent to her school. Well, now that that's taken care of, we can meet to have the, the have a meeting for ac- accommodations. If you can hear that in the background, TJ, take that out. That's the cat <laughs> jumping on a crate. Um, but we can sit down and have 504 plan meeting. All in this time, me as the parent, I'm just like, logically, I know these are the steps to take. Emotionally, I'm like, oh my gosh, my poor kid. And like, just worried, just worried, like she's going to fail and they're going to keep her. Just worst case scenario. This is my, my anxiety brain. I've said before in previous podcasts that I'm, I tend to be an anxious person. I'm not a depressed person. <laughs> I'm an anxious person. So, um, just kind of running in my head, worst case scenario, like, oh my gosh, she's not going to catch up. The school is not going to cooperate, which is, totally irrational because again I've worked with many schools all different schools and anytime a kid has has had the diagnosis of ADHD or other mental health issues and had a 504 plan meeting the schools have been wonderful um very cooperative to work with I I've honestly in my years experience never um never came across a time where they were um oh never came across a time when um they they weren't just super cooperative and so i expect the same logically expect the same thing from her her high school um but it just emotionally has not caught up um just has not caught up um and then so then just today we were supposed to have the meeting um and something came up and it had to be rescheduled till next week and so i'm like and things come up i who knows maybe there's a death in a teacher's family i hope not anything like that but it could be something major like that i would assume it's something major like that to to change a meeting um on the day of the meeting um but then again logically i know that and emotionally i'm like oh my gosh but that's another week that we have to figure out like that i don't want her to get any you know zeros or whatever and and the the funny thing is so then i knew she um she was missing some assignments in her chemistry class and they're they're called they're z's that means that the work was not turned in but um the person can still turn in the work for partial credit and stuff like that so i emailed her teacher and I was like, um, we noticed like, well, technically we saw yesterday that the due date was like back on Tuesday. And I was like, Oh, great. Like five zeros that would tank her grade. And that's typically what would, what would happen to her? Um, you know, the end of last year and this year, the first nine weeks this year. And so, um, I emailed her teacher and I said, Hey, we were supposed to have the meeting and we were going to talk about this in the meeting. Um, but you know, can, can she turn in the work? And her teacher of course was great and said, Hey, yes, usually I accept it to the unit test, but since, you know, the teachers know I sent the, the report, but, uh, to the school, um, but since she was diagnosed with ADHD, I will accept any work that is a Z. And I was like, thank you so much. Um, that's not what I actually said. I was like, thank you for cooperating. Um, and we'll, we'll get it done as soon as we can. But, uh, it's so, I I don't just to live it. Um, like I said, I've lived it 
on the other end, being the professional to try and help parents navigate the system to, to help them in the school. Um, but then my, um, my job was pretty much done when it came to like the school, like helping the child, like learn, um, interventions to stay on task. Yes. That kind of stuff I would still do, but in terms of getting them hooked up with the school so they can get the accommodations in school and making the recommendations for the accommodations in school, that's where my role in that piece of it would be done. And so it's, it's different to be in this place, like wearing these shoes where, um, okay, so I've done all the parts that I already know. So then what, is next and it's kind of a weird it's like um uh uncharted territory sort of like i know 504 plan get the proper accommodations that she needs and then you know we can see what happens with accommodations and i know we can see if we need to put her on medicine um so that's still kind of up in the air and i guess won't know that really until we meet with the school and 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 do it but I just wanted to share well, one I wanted to share because again I haven't been on to record in a while and and that's why it's because I've been dealing with um, family stuff that is more of a priority than a podcast that's just honesty um, you know have to you know have to help figure out what is best for my kid so that she can become and continue to be on the path of being a, a good contributor to society and, and all of that kind of good stuff. So that takes precedence over a podcast, but it is good to be able to finally get in and, and record what's been going on. Cause, uh, it's been just kind of a roller coaster of emotions and, um, it like, I've been like, I get it. Like parents, like I'm like tired to try, like, trying to sit down and help her focus and go through each class every day to be like, okay, what did you do? What do you have for homework? And then still miss stuff. Cause I'm not, I'm not in the class with her. I can't write down everything that goes on. Um, so then still find out that you miss stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, like what? Um, it's, it's tiring. It's, it's needed. Of course. I, I'm, not trying to make it sound like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to shirk parental responsibilities. No, not in the slightest. Um, but I can only imagine, you know, what the the same kind of stuff that you guys might have to go through if your child has ADHD or if you have more than one child with ADHD because I just have the one. Um, and, and she's a teenager. So she, you know, teenagers you know, she, she's not up and running all over the place and, and can't sit still. That's not her. She, she can sit, but she daydreams. Um, and so it's not behavior problems. It's, it's focus and attention. Um, but like I said, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, and I understand what it's like to be the parent who, who has to sit down and make the kid focus. It's hard. And especially after, if you work, if you've worked all day and you're tired from your job, you know, and, um, I'm just, I'll just speak for myself. And I, I have a job that is mentally and emotionally taxing because I'm working with 
clients um, with trauma and PTSD and depression, anxiety, all that kind of, all those serious mental health issues, um, and then come home and have to focus on 11th grade algebra, <laughs> um, which I do, you know, gladly do, because, you know, she needs the help. I'm here for that. So, and I know you guys are too, um, especially, you know, when you care about your kids. Um, and then it makes me think of what about the parents who care about their kids, but they have to work two jobs. And so who, you know, how do the, their kids get help? And it just makes my heart hurt. Um, you know, for, for those kind of people. And then kids who, I mean, let's face it, unfortunately, kids who are not in a stable environment and maybe struggling and no one knows that they have ADHD, you know, or no one knows because they're, they're not getting the care that they need. Um, so I know that I kind of tell the story of what's been going on with me realizing that yes I'm still blessed and my family is still blessed and thankful that um you know we're in the situation that that we can we can help you know we're in a situation where we can help her not everybody has that um so it's something to just keep in mind too um and it it kind of rings true to the whole well um you know when it happens to you. Um, cause it's, it's easy to, to learn about things. It's easy to kind of, um, walk the, the walk up to a certain extent, but until it happens to you, then you really don't, then you really actually understand. Then you really are like, wow. Okay. So this is, this is what this is like. Um, so it just gives you something to think about. Um, look, we're coming up on the holidays. Um, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And then of course, right after Thanksgiving, you know, I'll know Christmas is right around the corner. Um, so it, it just reminds you to take, take a minute and think about three things that you're thankful for that, you know, this day, um, three things that you're thankful for. I'm thankful that I have a a good family, my little family unit of my husband, me and my daughter, our little, I have a good extended family too, but I'm just going to talk about my little nuclear family really quick. Um, I'm thankful for them. Um, we, we are thankfully, um, supportive of one another and helpful for one another. And, um, and that, makes a big difference. I'm very thankful for my daughter who, you know, despite not being able to focus and, you know, being a fantastic artist, she's, she's coming through this, um, with, um, with a good attitude, um, with, you know, an attitude like, okay, it's good to finally know what's going on. Um, and that can make all the difference. Um, because, you know, when you're struggling and you don't know why you're struggling and, I mean, I know there was the, um, the podcast that I had done where, where I had, um, Scott Gann come on and talk about dyslexia and dyslexia awareness. And I know we talked about other learning disabilities and ADHD during that podcast. Um, but he mentioned how, you know, before they knew what was going on, how, you know, his son felt like low self-esteem down on himself, that kind of stuff that can happen to kids, um, until they figure out what's going on. Well, 
thankfully, at least out loud, because I've asked, I have, I've been the good therapist mom. (laughs) And I've said like, Hey, how do you feel about this? Like, you know, are you doing okay? This doesn't have anything to do with your intelligence or I mean, you're stupid or anything like that. And she's like, no, she's like, it's, it's all good. Um, And I think she'll, she'll be relieved when she gets to have more time to do assignments and things. But so that I'm thankful for her. Uh, thankful for my little family unit and um, thankful that I I have this opportunity to share because again, you all know I'm about awareness and, and outreach and it just gives another um, personal example of like, Hey, it's mental health is important. Um, any aspect of mental health Um And the more that I can get out there and talk to people about it, I'm very blessed to be able to do that. Um, Not everybody can. Not everybody has a voice. But I I do. I get to have a voice. Um, So use your voices. If you think there is something going on um, academically with a kid struggling, um, make sure you get an assessment um, make sure you you follow through and, and figure out what's going on because it can make all the difference in the world for your child. All right, with that, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving, um, blessed holidays, um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. I think Kwanzaa is coming up. I, I may be wrong on the, I'm not sure on that one, but so I do say happy holidays so that I, I can be inclusive. Um, But yes, wish all the best and hopefully it won't be so long before I get back on to to record my next episode. Um, Thank you so much for listening and for your patience in getting out this episode. And I will talk to you soon.